Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. For the Amazing Truth Minute, today we'll focus on First Thessalonians. Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And it says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Have you ever met someone who complained about everything? Spending time with a chronic complainer is exhausting. Complainers focus on everything that is wrong, while those who are grateful focus on what is right. In the Apostle Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, he wrote, In everything, give thanks. Simply put, God's people are commanded to give thanks regardless of the situation. Cultivating an attitude of gratitude takes our thoughts off ourselves and focuses on, my, on our minds and all the ways God has blessed us. It's appropriate to give thanks to God because He is the source of every good thing we possess. We possess. Of course, if there's an area we are lacking, we have permission to ask God to meet those needs. But being thankful even as we present our request, stirs our faith by reminding us of all the ways God has already been so good to us. And that is the Amazing Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back again for another episode. Uh, you know one thing I like, Kenan? Mm-hmm. You like is, me? is the oh. to- <laughs> you, you, always, you always try to slide these things, but it's all good. It's yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The one thing I like is the co- pre-recording conversations we have. Oh, like that's a I podcast know. in itself. I always tell myself, just turn the mics without know, you guys knowing. Just, yeah. just let it go. You know, just had a wonderful experience, wonderful conversation. You know, we 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 are not. We didn't leave. It's like we never left because. Uh, yes. Madam Hulda is back, you know, is back yeah. with more juice. Uh, I don't want to be sued, but with more Please. juice, right? Uh, so we're excited to be back again. We are continuing with our conversation of, um, you know, maybe I want to say finding your purpose, leadership, you know, planning, yeah, 2022, having a purpose in life, all those kind of stuff. And so our conversation is definitely geared to get you to think mm. about your journey yeah. so that you can figure out what you want to do with that. So, mm-hmm. as usual, I'm here with my one and only stubborn but lovely co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I, myself. <laughs> you know, Kenan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're, we're, bl- we're back. Yeah. You know, I'd, we don't need to introduce Holder again. But I want to say this, because she was gracious enough not to say this thing. So, I'm going to say it on her behalf. You know, last time we kind of talked a little bit about upbringing, how she came here. Hulda walked us through her journey, mm-hmm. struggle to settling in in the U.S., how that affects her life, affected her life. You know, and, and you know, some, some very good conversation. If you missed it, I'll say pause. Just go to the previous one. And watch, or listen, and then watch, we can, yeah. you can come and pick it up from there. Um, but, you know, Hulda is not only accomplished in terms of academics, um, She's a leader of Mwanyagitinge. Uh, people wonder what Mwanyagitinge is. Mwanyagitinge is a kissy name, and it means 
ya children of Nyegetinge. Nyegetinge was the mother, you know. Wow. So that's the culture. So that's where we come from. However, uh, I don't know whether by design or by default, this group of people are the most <laughs> in this region. So Just she follow each other. Exactly, follow each other. So she leads one of the biggest, if not the biggest Kenyan organization in, 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 in uh, here in the U.S., Uh, but also, you know, she's not only been a leader in terms of that organization, but she's also running for Senate in the U.S. <laughs> See, she didn't want to say that. She was gracious. Oh, she was kind she, enough. She was, so she was humble enough to let us enough, you know, bring it up. Let so, us know. Yeah. so, I mean, just even the fact that she thought about it, you know, the daring, you know, spirit to even go that direction. First of all, let's put this in context. When you talk about these abagusi gusi mm-hmm. group of people they're very traditional they're very yes. patriarchal so even for not only a woman to run to become a leader mm. but a young woman to run mm. to become yeah. a leader mm. there is guts <laughs> you yeah. know Kenan and I when we show up they tell us you're too young yeah. you men get get out for the real men to get in right but just for you even to yes. do that you know wanna celebrate that wanna appreciate that Thank and you. not only that that you keep on soaring higher and higher and you know uh, s- s- setting the the bar higher for us so yeah, yeah well, uh, again what was interesting before we turned the mics on she kind of told us about the journey of when she was campaigning for the uh, the monyagiting yeah, yeah yeah and the story she shared i, I know mean, just points to us how patriarchal we are yep yes. which is something we need to we're change. working on that yeah, we've, right, we we yeah, let's so. celebrate the fact that we have <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 yes, that's, that's a milestone right? that's <laughs> a journey you know so, yeah uh, but also it's it's very yeah. dangerous because younger men our generation we are missing in action somewhere yeah. especially mm. of our yeah. color yes. so you and i i uh, think we 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 had a function at a certain church yeah. here and and the groups that were singing were all i mean young 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 young, 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 young women young girls mm-hmm. young girls there was not a single choir mm. or a single group group for men so in the end Ezra <laughs> had to call the men and it was hard for them to come come <laughs> yes you know? so it's I mean, we we empowered the girl child, but we didn't oh, tell boy the child. boy child what <laughs> oh, to do when the girl child is empowered. Exactly. <laughs> so we need to balance and keep that skill. It's so important. You know. and, yes. and also, yeah. in our community, academically, it seems as yeah. though women and younger girls are thriving mm. in terms of pursuing their careers, their colleges and stuff. We as men are also thriving. Ezra, let me ask you, how many supervisors, how many male supervisors have we had? I That's a good question. <laughs> Actually, I've been had. I haven't had a male supervisor. I've had one way back. All through have been women. So, that's something. <laughs> I, it's all good. Oh boy, child. <laughs> oh boy, child. We, you know, but 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 uh, in, in God's timing, yes. like always yes. saying is a find your purpose mm-hmm. and, and leadership is not about gender. Right. Leadership yes. is just about finding your purpose in life and living for it. So, Absolutely. thank you Holder for setting yeah. the tone yep. for going an extra mile and uh, for sure your childhood shaped you. So, let's dive into this. You've been a leader now. Ooh. Yes. In this community. If I was to ask you top three problems <laughs> you've encountered or you see as a community of people of color. Yes. One, that's the first question. The second question we'll ask is when you think about people who have shaped you in leadership both or no I know family's got a feature there but mm-hmm. outside world or books or programs what will those be for someone who's thinking and saying hey this is where I want to go 
Oh, wow. Uh, those are really intense questions. Um, <laughs> the first one you asked about three things, three challenges that I see in the community. Um, and, and before I answer that, I want, I want to go back to what you brought up earlier in terms of being a woman and being a, a young woman in a very male-dominated society. I remember when I was running for Mwanya getting get president, um, there, w- there was a lot of... of um, assumptions that were thrown out there, uh, false information about who I was and, and why I don't qualify for the role and, and, and really questioning my vision and my drive as to why I wanted to run. And, and to be honest, um, it, it was tough being a young woman who was asking to be in a role where it has always been dominated by male um, in a very male-dominated culture, um, even after I won you know, I still had a, a lot of infighting in terms of, you know, undermining my leadership and my vision. And, and, and there was a couple of, you know, incidences where somebody would tell me, well, I, I, I didn't, you know, get elected by my people to be lectured by you. You know, if a male was there, would that have been the same conversation that they were having? You know, and so there was moments where I felt that I could still serve my community without even, you know, having to go all through this, but I have to tell you, going through that process, and, and the beauty about our people is that once you have established trust with them, they have your back. And I have to say that with God's help um, and, and, and me really you know, building trust within the leadership team, within the community, has gotten me over to the other side where now the community does trust in my leadership and, and does support my leadership, which is very important, by the way, because if, if you are leading and you don't have the support of, of your community, of, of, of the people that you're leading, then that's not leadership. Um, and so it has taken me a long time to get to a place where I finally feel like, yes, you know, I do belong here. I am supported, um, and, and the community really has embraced me as a leader. Um, and so I'm grateful for that. All right, now let's go back to your question. Can I, can I add, can I add yes. something, though? I think it brings to perspective how difficult it is as an, as an immigrant. Yes. Let alone an immigrant, someone, some, someone who's of color and a woman at, at, at that, you know, and so it seems like you started, you kind of started back there. So you mm-hmm. had to work your way through, yes. through all that. So, and it's... So that's a culture is where we need to change. Yeah. So people. Yeah. yeah. But that's a conversation for another day. But that's yes. Go ahead. That's a conversation <laughs> for another day. But it's important for us to highlight two things. One is that who you are, when you are chosen, nobody can stop mm-hmm. what you're destined to be. Absolutely. To so yes. finding your purpose in life, and you will meet those I don't want to call them problems. I want to call them challenges mm-hmm. because there is no great leader who has not encountered challenges. Yep. It builds and character. Uh-huh. It builds it really character. Does. Character, character exactly. development. Yeah. It's all about character, character development, development, right? And stuff like that. All right. So, all right. Three, question number f- one. So, question number one is three things. Three things. <laughs> challenges. Challenges <laughs> that, that you, as a leader, you, okay. Yes. What was that the, I see in our what's community. The issue, what's the difference between issues and challenges? Well, yeah, that's, and that's for another conversation. Okay, because <laughs> I want to make sure I ask the right question. <laughs> so, okay, three things. Three things that you see. 
Yes. So, so I think three things that, that really hinder the growth of our community are, are number one, um, and we talked about this mm-hmm. you know, before we, we, we officially started recording, is that handout mentality. Okay. You know, and, and we can have a whole conversation surrounding that. Um, the second one is, is uh, the, the mentality of, of having one foot here and one foot in Kenya, okay. where you know we are dividing our resources, okay. and that touches a, a little bit in, in you know, um, well that touches the financial aspect of yeah. our community and how we look at finances, mm-hmm. right, and, yeah. and financial stability of our community, and then lastly participation in the political process. Okay. Um, a lot of our people have not really gotten to a point where you know there's this common understanding that you know, this political process affects us more than we want to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you mentioned earlier, um, one of the main reasons, if you ask me why I'm running for State Senate District 40, is because I want to open doors that are there for our people, you know, and, and being a part of the process really puts you at the table. Because if you're not at the table voicing, you know, your concerns and your community's issues, then laws and policies are being made on your behalf. That doesn't even address yeah. what you're going through. You know, so, so if you would have asked me three things, those are the three main things that I see in our community that we need to see seriously when address. When I tell you I ran for Ramsey, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't laugh. These are exactly the points I want. These are the things I wanted to, to raise. I, di- I, I didn't have a manifesto. I was going <laughs> to come up... <laughs> <laughs> but this is some of the things. Wait, you know, when you told me you ran, I was only. Why are you running in Ramsey physically? My name was on the ballot, so it would have been on the ballot for Ramsey City Mayor. So I, I just needed signatures. And how many signatures did you need? None. My, my <laughs> we, 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 you know, so we, we laugh about this, but yeah, we laugh about this. Yes. But there, there's a reason why. There's. I want to read a quote that Kenan and I. Mm. embrace and love here. Kenan, you know the quote that we talk. I do, mm. I do. You know, uh, it says, um, with an army of youth rightly trained, mm. uh, you know, with an army of youth rightly trained. So let me pull it up. There's this quote here. It's from the book uh, written by Ellen White. She says this. She writes and says, uh, <clears throat> listen to this, and this is, this is for, for us. It says, dear youth, what is the aim and the purpose of your life? Are you ambitious for your education that you may have a name and position in the world? Mm-hmm. Have you thoughts that you dare not express? That you may one day stand upon the summit of intellectual greatness? That you may sit in deliberative and legislative councils and help to enact laws for the nation? Mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with these aspirations. Mm-hmm. You, may, you may, every one of you, make your mark you should not be content with no mean of attainments. Aim high and spare no pain to reach the standards. Success in any line demands definite aim. Mm. See, every time that we read deep. about this, <laughs> it just blows our mind because yeah. especially I or, or we as, as Christians, there are things that we are taught growing up that you separate these two things. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to sit in certain tables because it's going to do this, it's going to do that, it's going to do this. So now, that leads to my second question. Yes. Why did you choose to did you choose to be a leader? Did you find yourself in leadership? How did you find yourself in this? Is this always been part of you? 
So I'm going to answer a question that you had asked because you asked me two questions oh, earlier. You see, that's the so problem. let me let me go back to that's that because uh, because I think the second it. question is really important too, and then we'll come back to yeah. this question. Mm -hmm. You asked me about the books that I read. Oh yeah, knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. When, when you, growing up, I remember my dad would have us read books in the summertime after we have chunad, uh, you know. Um, the greens, the, the bogus. Greens. Hey, you remember back yeah. in the day, you go to the farmer's market in Minneapolis, get 20 bags of managus. <laughs> and then you had five. You had five. <laughs> so after you chewed that all you don't day, like those bogus I, Anyways, I, uh, Okay. Why did you guys grow? You, should have, you didn't have a silver spoon like some of us. So, hey. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, some of you are just coming uh -huh. in now. I know. We worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I remember also during the summers, my dad would, after we've done that, we would still were required to read books and write book reports. Mm. And so that love of reading, and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm an avid reader. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. But when I get a chance, I, I do read. And, and especially now that I'm getting into certain positions or certain environments, I, I definitely want to be able to articulate myself in a manner that actually sounds like I'm smart enough. <laughs> that I'm reading. You know what you're talking and, about. Exactly. Yeah. And how do you do that? You, you read books that elevate you to that level. Um, and so if you asked me what books have made an impact in my life, one of them um, is uh, um, um, All Things Fall Apart. I don't know if you've Chinua read that Chabu? book. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Ooh, when I read, and my dad introduced me to that book. And when I read that book, it was an eye-opening in the sense that, you know, that the, the one quote that I still live by is if you wash your hands, you will sit among kings. Mm. And, and, and I literally took that and I was like, look, I'm going to wash my hands because I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do this so that I could be sitting at that right. table, mm -hmm. at that table. And then the second <coughs> one is, is uh, who moved my cheese? Wow. <laughs> that one, it, it, it literally talks about, you know, financial literacy mm -hmm. and, and, and paying yourself. Mm -hmm. Paying yourself first. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a really good book for, for it's an easy read for anybody who really wants to, you know, embark on this financial discovery and what you, you know, what you want to do with your finances. That is a very simple book to read and very practical. Mm. Um, and then the last one is um, uh, 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 something Babylon. I can't remember quite the title, but uh, the last kings of babylon or something like that it it, it talks about life okay. lessons um and and it talks about how you value yourself and how you carry yourself and and, and whatnot so I, i'll when i remember that name i'll tell mm -hmm. you this so so yes i i, I want to encourage our community especially young people mm -hmm. love to read because when you read even if you don't have the luxury of traveling and experiencing different cultures it literally opens up your world, your, 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 how you think. You expand your thought process when you read because it uh, allows you to think differently because you have that knowledge. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that knowledge, you're not going to go out of your way to think differently mm -hmm. because you don't have that capacity. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, reading and, and having a book list that you have, even though you are not an avid reader, at least make it a point yep. to read a book. And add to your knowledge base. <coughs> now let's go to so the you question. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you mentioned. I think I'll, I'll go back to the three challenges, three issues, yes. and maybe um, the handout mentality. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know where to start. To explain. 
What do you mean by that? Oh, my goodness. Uh, this, is, this is a very difficult one in the sense that, you know, it, it's a part of, it, I feel like it's a part of our DNA as a people, mm-hmm. you know, um, where, you know, even from, we can even trace it back to the uh, uh, colonization period, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, when we were colonized, it was this mentality that was created where we have to depend on somebody for our own survival, mm-hmm. right? And over the decades, over the centuries, that has evolved to the point where, you know, I was just talking to my brother here and, and before, I mean, during the break, even now, you know, w- as a community, you know, if there's resources coming in and it's targeting a certain criteria of individuals, we find a way, even if we're able to afford that resource, we find a way of, of, of wanting and, and, and needing that resource when we actually really, in the real sense, mm-hmm. we don't need it mm-hmm. when we are able to afford it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I, I think that's a mentality in our community that we seriously need to address. Mm-hmm. If we want to create sustainable development for our community, mm-hmm. we have to stay away from that. You know, and and you, you, you chime in, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, really, I know, I know, I know. I was, I was, I was from I was, your perspective like, as you a know. pastor, right? Yes, yes. I think one of the things that I've heard you say, if I can sum it up, is it's not lack of resources. Yes, it's not lack of uh, you know uh, ideas. It is a mindset issue yeah. that we have that shows up in handout mentality. It's a mindset issues that shows up in our involvement in the society and the community we want to live in. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset issue that informs us. So we have a mind that I'm going to live in two p- parts of the world. So you don't live either well because your mind is not settled. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset that colonial, you know, everything was brought and was given to us. And so that's the, what we've carried over and we're handing down through. So as a leader... Yeah. How do we change behavior and minds? Mm-hmm. And 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 just and thinking about it too, as you think of that question, just to add or complicate it, I think it's it's it started way back, like you said. Mm-hmm. But even now, if say we you come where we come from, mm-hmm. Kenya, you know, if you if you want to go look for a job, mm-hmm. they'll ask you, who do you know? Mm-hmm. Or if I have someone it's in the higher office, yes. yeah, if yes. I have someone in the higher office, even if you don't qualify for it, right? You don't, mm-hmm. you know. Or someone will say, okay, go to this person; they will help you mm-hmm. do it. You know, mm-hmm. your qualifications really don't come to the table, yeah, yeah. because someone someone will hand you the job. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, if someone was telling me in Kenya that they they were at a, a, a job or a, f- a comp- company function, mm-hmm. and they were being given driver's licenses. As mm-hmm. gifts, mm-hmm. you know, so it, that in itself, <coughs> where do you get the urge to go learn driving? Mm-hmm. You don't really. You've been given. <laughs> so yes. what? How does that translate to you being industrious? So, yeah. it it comes from far, and it's yeah. a it's a disease. So how yeah. do we handle that? Yeah. yeah, and how do we ensure that that is not handed down to the next generation? Absolutely. Um, I, I think one of the reasons why I ran is that. I saw gaps where I thought that I could help bridge, right? And, and, and specifically to this question, I would say one of the ways, tangible ways, we can address this issue is bringing in and, and, and really voting in leaders who qualify, leaders with a vision. Because when you have a vision and when you cast that out and when you create a, 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 a tangible strategy 
to meet that vision and those goals and then get the community to rally around that, then that's one of the best ways we can address this. But to sit here and say, oh, now let's have a conversation and let's now address this. No, we as leaders have to cast that vision and create opportunities mm -hmm. for our community to participate. There's, th we have a lot of, like you said, it's not a lack of resources. Resources from, you know, a you name it. Yeah. All of these different resources, they are there in our community. But how do we channel those resources to build development and wealth within our community? One of the... Um, um, really good ideas that a couple of community members came up to me and, and proposed was was uh, our own credit union. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if we had our own credit union, what that can do for our people? You know, right now what we are doing is if somebody passes away, Muchango all the time. Let's create a WhatsApp group. Let's. By the time you are done, I literally looked at my finances last year. <laughs> I almost cried. The amount of money I spend on baby showers, the amount of money I spend on Matanga's funerals, the amount of money I spend on weddings. If you're not, if you don't have money to marry, please take a back seat. <laughs> you know, and again, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, that, that is a part of our culture as we have come to this country and as we have tried to, to create a community where we can relate to each other. But... We are at that point where we have to think differently. Yeah. And, and, and for me, it's, it's creating opportunities for our people to have an opportunity to participate in the growth of, of our community together as a whole. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up with that, a question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let's get real. Let's, 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 let's talk about, you know, the thing for me that we are that ABCA, ABCA uh, group of people, well, People are younger a little bit than us. Mm -hmm. Those are Africans born confused here in America. Mm -hmm. So they don't know if they are really Kenyan or they mm -hmm. are here because they live at home in a Kenyan home, but then they are American. You know, so there is yes. a lot of identity, you know, and all those things that are going on. What it, when I think about great nations, when I think about religious organizations, when I think about community organizations, I see brilliant policies. Mm. I see brilliant ideas that are put in place. There are people who are legislators. So that's all they do yep. <laughs> is think, mm -hmm. come up with those. Why is it that the implementation of these mm -hmm. does not match what's on paper? Because mm. that's all that comes back to leadership. Mm -hmm. You go third world countries, you know that if you're stopped because you're speeding, this is the fine. Mm -hmm. There's a law mm -hmm. for that. You know that if you do, wh where is the deficit? Because the laws are there. Even if we add more policies, they're already Ooh. there. Where is the deficit? I think that, that is a really an amazing question. I, I think the deficit is the groundwork. Okay. Who is there, mm -hmm. right? So, so we can pass all of this great policies all we want, mm. but... If the people on the ground who are doing the work, who are implementing those policies are not willing to or are not being supported, mm -hmm. actually, I would rather say are not being supported and mm -hmm. given the liberty of implementing that, mm -hmm. then there's no point. Okay. If we go to Kenya, right, we have a great constitution. Mm -hmm. 
you know, to some extent. Mm. But then if you look at how it's being implemented, it's the leaders on the ground, mm-hmm. right? Mm. If you look at who is suffering, it's the common person, mm. yeah. you know? And, and these leaders that you elect come in and they take what fits them, mm-hmm. what, what, what fits their, their, their personal, what, what fuels their personal ego, their personal agenda. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it comes down to leaders who have the heart to serve the people. Mm-hmm. Because if you have the heart to serve the people, you won't go out of your way to, take, to, to, to basically implement that law that is supposed to help everybody to just accommodate your needs and your desires and your wants. <sighs> I like what you said. People who, leaders who have the heart of the people. Yeah. How do you make those people, how do you make people to have the heart of the people? They're there. They're They're there. there, But they don't run. So. Like you. mm. Uh, No, 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 (laughs) no, no, no. Like this one. This one was running, just physically (laughs) running. But. And, 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 you know, you know, the reason I say that is. Yes. I am a Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. I believe in the system of just justice, equity, inclusion, and all those. But there is a notion that because I am a Christian, I cannot involve myself in this and that lest I become corrupt. Mm-hmm. And what that in turn does, it leaves a void of people who are wanting to rise, to fill those positions, those areas, those, think about all the greatest movements that have ever occurred. The role that religious people actually mm-hmm. played there. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther, he right. used his... He's a pastor. He's a pastor, used his pulpit. He but then the he changed mm-hmm. the... Inter- you know, you think about Mahatma Gandhi, his religion was all about mm-hmm. peace and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, you think about Desmond Tutu, the late Desmond mm-hmm. Tutu, and uh, yeah. justice and reconciliation. You think about, you know, uh, I, I was reading, you know... Uh, um, even the blacks during the slavery and the time and, you know, the uh, uh, Negro songs, they're all spiritual songs and all mm-hmm. that. So how do we reconcile the fact that our heart mm-hmm. is leadership? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. How wow. do we get so there? Yeah. Before the able leader answers that question. <laughs> <The able. laughs> I think what you're, all those people you've mentioned, Ezra, they all had, they saw a need. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think to f- it's fair to say that that's the drive that mm-hmm. they had. They wanted to full to feel the need to feel to the need or address to address the it, to address the need. Mm-hmm. So I think you as a Christian there's are you see, you see the need or even I mean, as a person. You, even as even as a person, right? Mm-hmm. If there's a need and you see the need and you have the passion, that's the keyword, you have the passion, the drive, the energy mm-hmm. to address that need. Mm-hmm. I think for me if I if I were to run to be that I would s- what what's the need mm-hmm. you know are my kids underrepresented in the in, mm-hmm. my, in the in the school mm-hmm. board mm-hmm. you know yeah. I would sit in that board because I want to fulfill and I would drive and I would take put my heart out there to fulfill that need so yes. that's for me that's what drives me that's what would help to kind of fill that gap mm-hmm. yeah. there's a need needs to be addressed the energy to address it I'll, I'll go for it I mean that's absolutely that, you hit the nail in the head and 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 to be honest if you asked me why I'm doing it is because I see that need mm-hmm. I see being and and a lot of people are like 
you know, Mwanyaitenge, somebody told me Mwanyaitenge was village politics. <laughs> <laughs> and I sit here and I'm like, you know what? That village politics allowed me to be in a space where it showed me where the gaps are mm-hmm. for our community, mm-hmm. for the BIPAC mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. for the immigrant community, for the Kenyan community, for the Kisi community. It literally broke it all the way down. And, and for me, I saw all of these opportunities that we miss out on as a community because we don't participate, because we're not sitting at the table, because we completely, and maybe it's because of lack of knowledge, lack of access to information, whatever the situation is, we are missing out. If you look at the Somali community, why do you think they have succeeded the way they have? That's because they came in here with one mindset. They were like, America is it, Minnesota is it, we are not going back to Somalia, we are it. And they banded together as a community and said, we are going to make this place our own. Mm-hmm. And if you look at right now at the whole entire structure of leadership in the political arena, they are very religious people. Mm-hmm. You know, They have stacked from the school board all the way to U.S. Congress. Mm-hmm. While some of us here have been here for... Some of these communities, how long have we been? We've been here for decades, especially Kenyans. Mm-hmm. We have been here for decades, but we have nothing to show for it except for our degrees. Mm-hmm. I talked to one Somali leader, and he said, the day Kenyans discover the power in unity, that's when they'll come and completely wipe us out mm-hmm. because we are the most hardworking community. Mm-hmm. We are the most smartest in terms of degrees and all of that stuff and, and being in places of power within our sphere of influence. Business owners. Business yeah. owners, mm-hmm. But yet we don't share information. We, we, we do not share information. Somebody had asked me one time, uh, uh, Hulda, how do you do your nonprofit in Kenya? I want to do it. I want to. I was like, you ready? I'll tell you. Because I know that if that person, if that's their passion, and if they really take a hold of it, that's more of our people who are getting benefits. That's why I'm not afraid to say, if somebody is passionate about something, let's come together, let's work together, and make sure that we increase the opportunities that are coming into our community. You, you, you mentioned something about how do we mobilize ourselves. When we understand the power in unity, when we understand what is at stake, Right now, I, I was just sitting yesterday um, when, I, I, when I was door knocking with a couple of people, and, and, and some people were like, Hulda, the Kenyan community is very big here in the Twin Cities. And I'm like, where are they? You know, I, I was very embarrassed. I didn't even know what to tell them because I was like, you're right. But we are not nowhere to be seen. We, we, we don't participate. But yet, you find somebody working three or four jobs to address a need when that need can be addressed by a policy change, you know, so. So I, I th- thank you for, you know, for, for sharing all that. We are talking on the topic of leadership. There's, as, as young, as, as, as a people, we can talk about as a people, but I look at y- our young people mm-hmm. and I see the youths who are growing in this country I mm-hmm. see those who are their parents are here and I look at look at them. What role does leadership in your education play in terms of even getting like 
resources like scholarships or things like those how can younger generations start getting mm-hmm. involved at an early age how can parents support their children and identify those areas that they can succeed so that they we don't get ourselves that the next generation is also finding themselves also empty absolutely yeah i i think i i think it, it's a community issue and not just parents cuz some of our parents might not have the access to some of these things that we you know have had access to have been exposed to you know so 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 i i think it's individuals like yourselves what you guys are doing here that brings in people who are in those environment that it can really educate our community about what's possible and absolutely parents are a part of that you know and and it comes down to leadership somebody told me this good people when they sit on the sideline contribute to electing bad leaders. For me, politics wasn't in my cards. I wasn't thinking oh, I'm going to be a politician, I'm going to No, to me I had this negative connotation about politics and the messy side of it and all of that stuff. And as especially as a Christian, a Christian from an African background, mm-hmm. that adds another layer to that. Yeah. How do you balance your values, your cultural values, your Christian values? in this very murky world of politics. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that if good people who have the right skill set, who have the right experience, who are passionate about serving the community and serving the people that they want to lead, sit on the sideline and say, "I politics that's too messy for me, that's then you know what? We will sit here complaining about the same thing and not seeing the change that we want to see." So 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 I was motivated to run because I was like as a Christian I need to be in that seat so I can fight for these values. Now don't get me wrong there's a difference between my values me putting mm-hmm. my values on imposing my values on somebody else. Yeah, yeah. than you know fighting for the rights of, of other people. Other people. Yep, there's yep. A, there's a huge difference there. And so to answer your question it's 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 good people stepping up mm-hmm. and and allowing themselves to serve mm-hmm. and 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 utilizing their passion because some of us are so passionate about something but then we hold it to ourselves and 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 and, and especially in our culture we feel like when we show our cards somebody's going to do it better than me yeah you know and that's what's killing our community <laughs> where we refuse to share information because you are afraid that if i share how i'm doing this podcast that person is going to come and do it better than me and then i won't be relevant anymore mm-hmm. not realizing that if they do it better than you that means what what was your original goal why did you start this podcast to impact people mm-hmm. if you find somebody who does it better than you and impacts even a larger community and, and, numbers, and more yeah. people right it fulfills your purpose and 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 when you're comfortable in your own skin and you know your worth and you know what you're capable of doing sharing information it's actually something that you freely do because you know the end goal is to what help more people you you mentioned um one another one of the the, the three issues i think was um I'll probably redefine it, uh, generational wealth financial stability um see our our parents came well and they they instill instill in this culture of you know you got to work you got to work you got to work yes. and some of the people that are here and have parents at home i mean anybody can tell can say that uh 
we work so we can support mm-hmm. our parents mm-hmm. right and it's something that it has been in you know in implanted in our heads <laughs> so and it, the, the reason i'm asking you this as a leader and something it needs a generational change mm-hmm. so that my children don't de- don't grow up want you know taking care of me intergenerational yes. poverty right generational passing oh generational poverty generational, generational poverty. Poverty. actually yeah not generational well generational, generational poverty because right. you see don't you ask yourself <coughs> i've been here 20 years I'm supporting my siblings, I'm supporting my brothers, I'm supporting everyone. Mm-hmm. Not point, only here, but also in Kenya. Yeah, Some of us in so Kenya, the question yeah. I'm asking is, when do we become at a place where you support them for two years so that they can be independent to support themselves? Because yeah. you empower them mm-hmm. versus this is your end goal. To a point that people die not ever even enjoying their penny mm-hmm. or what they worked hard for. Mm-hmm. Or if people have issues with families, family members, because yeah. you stopped supporting me. Well, that was supposed to be capital to help me go to the... H- how do we... That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> how right. do we navigate around that? Yeah. Because our younger ch- generation, yeah. we ain't the problem, actually. Because yeah. <laughs> my parents are looking at us when we retire with the retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You have kids who are coming that... Are waiting for you to save college mm-hmm. money for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How will this generation handle that? Mm-hmm. How should we prepare ourselves? <sighs> that, that's a heavy question in the sense that, you know, as we were talking as we were, uh, during the break, um, you talked about having conversations with your dad, <laughs> your parents. <laughs> and I echoed what you were saying because it's the same conversation I'm having with my parents. As they are nearing the retirement age, you know, what have they done? Or what have we done as a community to make sure that they are retiring in a place where they're comfortable, where we as the kids are not their supposed to, are not their retirement plan. You know, I I used to joke around about my daughter who's three. She's like, I used to say, oh, she's my retirement plan. Mm -hmm. But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, that is that mentality shift that we need to have mm-hmm. as a community. Mm-hmm. We sit here and we have this one-track mind, walk, 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 support family members here, support family members, and we don't think about sustainability. We don't think about retirement. We don't think about, you know, uh, financial. Yeah. We don't really have any tangible mm-hmm. ways of how we can create wealth that will sustain mm-hmm. our parents' generation, our generation, mm-hmm. And we continue this cycle to the point where I feel like we are getting to a place where it'll be so hard to turn back the clock. Or, uh, the, 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 the Hands of time. Yes, yes. And so for us, I, I think it starts with having candid conversations about this topic with our parents, with our community, and, and, and talk about what does retirement looks like. And when we talk about financial stability for our community, that can be a topic for another three or four segments. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. That's, that's going to be something uh, else. But, but, but I, I think we are at a, a very critical point where we have to have that mind shift. This is why. Our parents came here, most of them had this one track mind of, I'm going to work hard and eventually retire back home. Even to today, 
You mentioned about your dad building a home somewhere in Kenya. My dad also built a home in Ushago, in the village. Who is living there now? Am I going to live there? Are my kids going to live there? Are your kids going to live there? No. We are raising kids here. Let's be honest. And most of our kids, if we're not careful, they are also losing our identity of who we are. But they are not going to go back. Let's be honest. They are not going to Kenya and saying, I'm going to create a life in Kenya. They are creating life here. Most of our children, me being one of them, are marrying outside of our culture. Mm -hmm. what, does that, what does that mean? We're not going back to Kenya. So we have to have this as a community, this mind shift of knowing that we need to start investing here. If you're called to go back to Kenya, absolutely, good readings, go. We are not faulting you but, for that. Please do. But hold on. Someone can yes. argue that, uh, like we said in the past mm -hmm. uh, podcast, that you know these passports are just papers. Mm -hmm. They can wake up one morning and say, go. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't invested back home someone can argue like that how would you respond to that you know i, I think <laughs> and, and this this is this is this is i need to take off my sweater now <laughs> <laughs> Just because the thing is i think for 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 us kenan that's a very good question you ask mm -hmm. but i keep going back to the mindset mm -hmm. and finding why are you even in existence mm -hmm. why are you living what do you want? When, when today, if Ezra was to die, will I have left a legacy or a burden? Because mm. mm -hmm. of how I lived my life. Right? So, I don't, you can invest in both places. There is nothing wrong. But is it fitting your values as a mm -hmm. person and what you want to do? Or are you looking at what so-and-so in the village has done and what so-and-so mm -hmm. here is doing and yes. what the other people are doing? And that's what you want to do. People need to find, we need to find who am I as Ezra right. and mm -hmm. how the, the, does my values align mm -hmm. because your situation might be different from mine. Mm -hmm. I have parents back home and they, they came from a poor place. Mm -hmm. They sold their land, you know, da, 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 but versus my father maybe sponsored me coming. Whether you are there or here, how do you plan your life holistically? Yep. From how you're going to retire? Mm -hmm. to how you are currently living, to how you are raising your children, mm -hmm. to how you are engaging in your community that you are mm -hmm. living in, to your faith in that. How are you really looking at that? And why are you doing what? Why are you doing yeah. what you are doing? Because yeah. <coughs> younger generations don't know. They are looking for leadership from us. Yeah. They are saying, should I be part of this or should I be part of that? Mm -hmm. That yeah. is, I, and I'm not expecting an answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing yeah. out an issue saying that this is what I keep on constantly seeing. I, mean, I, I think that's something that we have been sitting here debating for decades as yeah. Kenyans. Let's be honest. So, so, so if somebody comes up to me and say, well, what if they come and take my papers away? How realistic is that? Let's be honest. It's been, you've been sitting here 20 years, you know, doing the same thing, having this mentality of going back to Kenya. Now you are at an age of retirement and you have nothing to show for it. And do you know how many people would <laughs> kill to be in the place of some of us who are here? You know? Um,
one of my leaders um, on my team, there was an issue that came up in the community, and, 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 and they were like, Hulda, you need to address it properly right away, blah, 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 with force and this, then that. And I sat there, and I was like, if I did that, it will open up this Pandora's box, mm -hmm. which will hurt the community even mm -hmm. more, mm -hmm. you know. want to see mm -hmm. by doing it in a manner that uplifts this person but at the same time addresses the issue that is being created here without making yourself look like now you're the dictator mm -hmm. what is that verse you're the pastor here what is that verse in the in the bible that says uh, a you, soft well, answer why you put why you put it in spot proverbs right right yeah a, you know, so, a soft answer Better than I, I'll read it for you. Let me read it for you. Go ahead. Yes, Keep going. yes. It's, it's that, that verse, you know? And that's what leadership is all about. Leadership is not about, you know, um, using your position to insert power. Mm -hmm. Leadership is meeting that person, even if they were in the wrong, still showing grace, mm -hmm. still showing that you still care about them. Because 